Welcome to Living Authentically After 55. I'm Karen Kroll, and your host. Before we get started, I want to take a moment to welcome all our new members in our Facebook group. We've seen a great increase in the last couple weeks, and I'm enjoying the camaraderie that's taking place. We're now in our eighth week, and hopefully you're seeing some great positive changes and enjoying life in new ways. This week's motivation for momentum is probably our most challenging to this point, and it's a bit of a touchy subject, but I feel it needs to be addressed in this series, especially after seeing the statistics. This podcast is about living authentically and our best lives after 55. So here we go. I read a number of articles this past week that said that more people have affairs after the age of 55 than younger people. In a lot of ways, I was really amazed at that statistic. I've counseled a number of older couples that have strayed, but I never thought that it would be more rampant than younger people. It just seems illogical that if you've been married and committed for 30, 40, or even more years, to risk throwing away all you've worked so hard for your whole life, not just devastating your spouse, but your grown children, their partners, and any grandchildren. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who's been able to keep the stresses of life from distancing you from your partner. But for the vast majority, that isn't the case. I'm not necessarily talking about infidelity, but the closeness and enjoyment of spending time together has waned. If you feel this episode doesn't apply to you, I ask you to please continue to listen anyway and see how you can help others. I'm not going to go into all the reasons that a person may stray. I mainly want to address one particular common reason and give suggestions to avoid becoming part of the statistics. We all have to answer for our choices, and I'm not here to judge anyone. I simply want to make you aware of why more people do stray after 55 and hope you'll evaluate your own relationship. I saw a poster on Facebook this past week referring to men and the women they cheat with. Here's what it said. We're all well aware that the man is to blame too. However, if women kept their legs closed to married and taken men and actually respected other women, men would be unable to cheat. Of course, this can be reversed and be about women and the men they cheat with and men respecting men. What I say next may not sit well but it's based on what I've found counseling others, so please hear me out. To a point, I agree with the statement on the poster. However, what's left out of this equation is sometimes women don't respect their men, and vice versa, and this sets the stage for a wandering spouse. Some people will stray no matter how wonderful their partners are, and I'm not referring to those couples. But many times, Although the partner may be a wonderful person and they think their relationship is good, it's possible they're taking their relationship for granted and subconsciously they use the legal bonds of marriage or what they did in the distant past to supposedly hold the marriage together while they themselves no longer actively participate in the marriage. Then, when things fall apart, they want to put all the blame on the straying spouse and the other person. Let me give you two scenarios. Couple number one has been married 40-plus years. For years, the husband had a job that involved a lot of travel. Although it was a big sacrifice for him to be away and he missed out on a lot of family things, they both agreed it would enable him to be a great provider. 
The wife naturally spent a large amount of time with the children as they grew up and enjoyed living a very comfortable life. Now in their mid-sixties, he's no longer traveling, and he's usually home most evenings. But he's still working most weekends and often well over 60 hours a week just so he can continue to provide the income they're accustomed to. She's taken on a daytime job as well. From the outside, all looks well with their relationship. But here's what's really happening. She became so accustomed to not having him around and spending time with the children that now in her free time, she spends most of her time with the grown children and grandchildren, or her friends. She rarely cooks a meal for both her and her husband, and they do very little together. Intimacy is perhaps non-existent or scheduled very briefly once a week, and if he even suggests a hug or cuddle outside of that, it's met with a no. She's really happy and thinks everything's perfect because she has everything she wants and is doing everything she wants. He, on the other hand, feels taken advantage of and is very unhappy. He feels, after how hard he's worked, that he should be able to receive more time and attention from his partner. It isn't that he doesn't love his wife, but there's a good chance that if things don't change, he'll stray. Can you really put all the blame on this man and the person he strays with? Or is there a responsibility that lies with the wife because she not only hasn't met his needs, but refuses to meet his needs? And what about the other woman? Yes, there are women out there that just want to take advantage of others and cause trouble. But there are also those who are great people. Unfortunately, whether married or not, they're also missing something in their lives, and without purposely looking, in a weak moment for both of them, something can begin. I'm not saying it's right. I'm just saying this is how things can happen, where it isn't just a matter of the other woman disrespecting the wife and blaming the husband. Most likely, without meaning to, the wife is not respecting her husband or her vows by withdrawing her attention and affection. She's expecting to enjoy the benefits of having a husband without being a wife. Don't get me wrong, this scenario also happens in reverse. Here's couple number two. The husband works all day, and the wife may or may not work outside the home. But at the end of the day, she's still cooking and taking care of the kids. As soon as he gets home from work, he goes to his man cave and only comes out long enough to eat and then retreats back to his cave. Then it's off to bed. In later years, he lives primarily in his man cave. They do very little together, and conversation is almost non-existent. Yet he thinks everything's okay because he's happy, but she's feeling unloved and uncared for, and there's little to no intimacy anymore. Along comes a male, married or not, who's a great person, but is also lacking in feeling loved or needed. In a weak moment, things get out of hand and the affair starts. These roles can also be reversed. I'm in no way condoning this behavior. My main purpose is to get you to reflect on your own situation and see if you're in any way, unknowingly or knowingly, ignoring or disrespecting your partner. It's not enough to stand on the signatures of a wedding license or on past actions of love to hold a marriage together. Once you retire, you'll have even more time around your spouse, so it's important to make it the best spent time of your day. 
don't take the attitude that just because you've been together a long time, that you don't need to regularly say you love your partner or do things to show you do. I cringe every time I hear a person say, Oh, I don't need to say that. He or she knows I love them. Honestly, those are the ones that most likely have a spouse that doesn't feel loved, isn't happy, and will potentially stray down the road. Unmet needs are like a hole in the heart. The problem with holes is that they rarely stay empty. Sooner or later, good or bad, something fills them. Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs shows very clearly how important love and intimacy are to life, and that they're genuine needs, not just wants. People will do many things they normally wouldn't if it means survival. This is not to excuse affairs, but to lend to understanding why many people that you wouldn't think would stray do. So here are this week's action steps. Take a long, hard look, not at what your partner is doing, but at what you personally are doing. Are you showing preference to your partner? Are you respecting him or her and spending quality time? Has intimacy taken a back seat? How can you make intimacy more desirable? Let me qualify that when I say intimacy, I'm not just talking about sex. I mean hand-holding, cuddling, hugging, kissing, deep discussions, and tenderly expressing your gratitude that they're in your life and show appreciation for all that they do. Have you been retreating from your partner? Are you spending more time with your grown children and grandchildren or your sports buddies than you are with your spouse? When was the last time you really looked in your partner's eyes? When was the last time you asked your partner if there were any needs that weren't being met or if there's anything you can do to help make their life nicer? If your relationship took a backseat while raising children and working jobs, think about all the things that stirred your heart when you first got together and recreate some of those great memories. Retirement is the perfect time to make your relationship a priority and not become a statistic. Now, if you're one of the blessed ones that have been able to maintain a strong, healthy relationship over the years, consider being a mentor to those who you know are missing strengths in various areas. By that, I don't mean go to them and tell them all the things you see that need improvement. Instead, invite them over for a cookout or to play cards or board games and let them observe your relationship. An opportunity may come to speak directly about an area. But planting that seed of desiring their relationship to reflect the love and respect they see you and your spouse modeling will make a bigger impact than you think. If at some point you encounter someone's wandering spouse, keep in mind we're all weak human beings and be willing to help restore rather than judge. As always, I welcome your comments and sharing in the Facebook group. The link is in the description. I hope this message has encouraged you to increase your time and have more fun with your partner. Have a wonderful week. 